This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 154. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me as always is my co-host, Adam Bell. Adam Bell joining you here. Good to see you, Peter. Good to see you too. Wait, how's it how's the buddy Christ go? It's like <laughs> yeah. is the point one's the thumbs up and the other's the point, but I don't remember which is which. So oh boy. So that, you know, I referred to myself in the third person there. I, I, I don't do that, but I have a client that Adam doesn't do that. Adam doesn't do that. Uh, that he refer he, when he sends in a ticket, he refers to himself in the third person. The mm-hmm. thing is there's another person in his office who has the same first name as him. And so you're like, is he talking about himself or is he talking about the other one? And then you have to ask him, which, which person are you talking about yourself or the other one? Myself. I, dude, I, use I. read the room. <laughs> <sighs> Some people, this is what we call a personality quirk. Yeah. Yes. Uh, brother. So. We got some catching up to do, and we've we got do. a few little topics, a little bit of a catch-up episode. Mm-hmm. So we started off, and Adam was all like, I don't have a topic for today. And I'm like, well, I have topics today. So, <laughs> um, And I'm going to drag you into one. But first, catching up on what's stuff uh, outside of business, what's going on. Um, I completed my bachelor's degree officially and received the certificate. All right. So, I are now a college grad U8. <laughs> did you did you see the uh, meme that I put on the, the podcast posting for that? I don't think I did. What did I miss? <laughs> it says uh, it's got that, you know, the guy who's pointing at his head. You know, he, he's a comp, you know, a meme all the time for dumb things. He says, you can't graduate if you or can't graduate late if you never graduate. And he's got <laughs> <laughs> like he's the smart guy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I graduated late. So yeah. there you go. Better, uh, better so, late than never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because I saw somebody posted, I think, I think this is on either Twitter or LinkedIn. Someone shared another person's, you know, inspirational uh, tweet And this guy was all like, you know, I ran my first marathon when I was 50 and I did this when I was this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just all these achievements relatively late in light that this guy's doing in his 60s now. Oh, wow. And I was just like, all right, I graduated before I'm 50. (laughs) 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 And um, on that note, I uh, will be running my first marathon before I'm 50 as well. So awesome. I'm glad yeah. we, we peer pressured you into it. I mean, you were already, you were already yes. doing it. You, it won't be a problem for you. It's not like you're going to have to, no. you're going to have to go do more training. You're already doing the training. I'm already doing the training. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pe- thanks. Thanks to people like you who have uh, peer pressured me into it. Exactly. it. I 
I am now signed up for the uh, Bay State Marathon. No, this is not the Boston Marathon. No, it's not the same. Um, although I believe the Bay State is one of the qualifiers. So if you do, you know, um, perform within a certain time frame, that will qualify you to run in the Boston. Um, that that is not on my list. <laughs> so. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, um, I read a really good book, um, called born to run, uh, mm-hmm. last week, my boss, uh, from the hospital bought it for me because, uh, his, you know, kids, I don't know, he, he got three kids and one of them is a triathlete. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he, when I mentioned to him that I was, you know, I said, my availability is going to be tapering back just a little bit for, you know, for the, for the hospital engagement, you know, like you'll still get your time for me, but I might be working a little bit odd hours because I've got to fit in more runs now. And, uh, you know, sometimes I've got to be kind of long ones. Mm-hmm. And his response was, he sent me two books on Amazon in uh, Kindle format. Uh, <laughs> one's born to run. And it's all just about like a deep dive analysis into ultra marathoners. Mm-hmm. And then another one is called natural born heroes, which is by uh-huh. the same author. And he analyzes, um, you know, people who like with no um, previous uh, experience or history rise to the occasion in really oppressive uh, situations mm-hmm. like a school teacher when this you know guy like walked into the school with a machete and started cutting down people uh, this you know woman like warded him off just with like natural instincts and stuff mm-hmm. and um, but he focuses a lot on um, on the island of Crete Mm-hmm. Where from where uh, most of the uh, Greek myths come from, and where some really amazing World War II heroes came out of. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really really interesting stuff. So a couple of good books, even if you're even if you're not into a, like ultra marathoning or running. The the first book, Born to Run, is really uh, entertaining. It's really good, mm-hmm. um, and it gives you insight into all kinds of like you know, just like some things that they, they do and say in that community is like, Oh, and then there was this guy who had all of his toenails surgically removed. Yeah. And the guy's comment was they kept falling off anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used, I, uh, I, I worked with a guy who was a marathoner, a long-term or long, I mean, like a lifelong marathoner and he, mm-hmm. he got through running a, a marathon and he, you know, he was talking about, it. he said, yeah, the only bummer is my big toe toenail fell off. Um, and I was like, wait, what, what do you mean? Your toenail f- fell off? I mean, why? So, well, I mean, just the repetitive motion of that, you know, the foot going back and forth and back and forth, it breaks, it breaks the nail and it just breaks mm-hmm. off. I'm like, wait a minute. So does it like fall off when you're running or, you know, <laughs> what's oh, the yeah. dummy? <laughs> yeah. i'm not there yet yeah (laughs) okay with that (laughs) but i could see that i mean if you were if you're a lifelong runner i mean just having an an ingrown toenail is a is an inconvenience i mean Mm -hmm. it's a hassle of getting it so if that were happening to you all the time and you were gonna do i would have the toenails removed if it was gonna be a constant problem like that yep yeah no i can i can see that i Mm -hmm. i don't see that happening to me anytime soon but i can see that yeah you like running but you don't know that you're in love with it yet (laughs) 
I'm, I'm in love with running. I'm also kind of partial to my toenails, I guess. <laughs> I just, <laughs> so, I mean, that said, if I had to give it a choice, like right now, you know, your toenails are running. I, I don't use the toenails for much. Yeah. They really are just a hassle. You know, I don't use, I, I don't, honestly, I don't remember the last time I killed my evening meal with my toenails. <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, I think it's been a couple million years since I got around to doing that. So, I so. I, I'm really not using them. You're minimalist. Yeah, we'll just call you Gollum Toe after that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So marathon, that's next month. Um, bachelor's degree, that's last month. Mm -hmm. And uh, a quick little update. Date. I mentioned the comply foam tips for the Jabra Elite 65Ts mm -hmm. last episode. Um, we're doing this a little bit out of order, but I don't care. I'm pressed for time. I have to go train for a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, don't like them. Don't like them. I like the ones that I bought for the AirPods Pro. Those stick in my ear better and they feel better. Um, the ones for the Jabra, they don't feel as snug and um more noise they're better for one in one sense that more noise passes through so i can hear the surroundings better mm -hmm. but the jabber has the setting to act sort of like hearing aids where they'll take audio that they hear from the mic you know from the microphone and pipe it into the speakers so i already have that so when i want to minimize the uh ambient noise they don't do that as well mm -hmm. but what the deal breaker was two days ago, I went for a run in torrential rain and I came back, everything was soaked, including my foamy earbuds. And when I went to just pull one of them off of the, you know, the earbud itself, it just ripped. It just tore like a wet sponge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just like, that's kind of disappointing. You know, they, they don't really seem, and it's, you know, it's gotta be something with my ear and the form factor of these earpieces but they don't stay in as well as just the plain old silicone ones that yeah. I have. So whatever silicone, sorry, not con silicone. con isn't chips. Cone is the plastic. So, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. So speaking of other garbage huh. <laughs> in technology, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say these are exactly garbage, but I have a few, off-brand um, IoT things, including mm -hmm. these little smart plugs. Yeah. Um, this is the Tantan brand. Tantan. And I think it's, I think it's, I don't remember which um, app or uh, software uses. It might be Smart Life. I think it's Smart Life as opposed to Smart Things. Um, I have a block yeah. of TP-Links. <laughs> block of links, right. So TP-Link I hear is better. Um, but, uh, I have two, I have three of these Tantans in the house. Two of them just stopped working some time ago. Mm -hmm. And at the simultaneously, I have some non fewip uh, non fewips non Philips hue light bulbs, smart bulbs. I have yeah. a lot of Philips hue bulbs. Cause when I, you know, they were like the, I don't know if they were first to market, but they were first that I saw to market and I invested heavily in those, but then I went and I found some cheaper ones and I started buying those and um, they regularly will just lose their connection to Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes just power cycling them brings them back. Sometimes it doesn't. But what really ticked me off is I would find out that um, because there would be this like light. So when I go to sleep, I like it completely dark. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I live alone, I generally leave the doors open within the house, right? Including my bedroom door. Mm -hmm. And there's this light coming through the hallway. I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, I would tell A word and Google to, you know, turn off the lights. And they're like, oh, sorry, three lights aren't responding. And sure enough, the third floor lights would not turn off. So what I did is I swapped it. I went through this dance to... um, take three hue bulbs from my living room and move them upstairs. And then I moved these other ones down into my living room where I figured I'd have more ready access to them. Or if for whatever reason they stayed on at night, I wouldn't see the glow. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, last night they just stopped responding for whatever reason. So for a couple of reasons, I'm paring back on these, you know, this, proliferation this spread of different brands of iot stuff Mm -hmm. in the house um for better or worse i'm standardizing on philips hue bulbs just because they're the majority that i already have Mm -hmm. um and i'm looking to replace these smart plugs with something else because i was i wouldn't say struggling but like trying again and again for you know close to an hour just to get these stupid things to reset and they do this thing where you do this little dance where then it starts setting up its own little Wi-Fi network. So you have to join that and then run the app. By the time I got the Wi-Fi network to actually show up, I joined it, come back into the app. It had lost the connection. So I'm not connected to it anymore. Uh. And it's got really helpful instructions like move your router closer to the device. Uh, yeah, thanks. Know. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So... <laughs> not really enamored with these things. So that's one reason. But the other reason is uh, it seems like when you buy stuff that works with HomeKit, the Apple automation stuff, not just mm-hmm. a word, not just Google um, they're more expensive and it seems like there's more of a vetting process from the security side of things. Mm-hmm. So you get what you pay for, you know, there's a reason that these little plugs were like 10 bucks a piece. Yeah. And the home kit ones are more like 20. Mm-hmm. I was alerted to the, you know, I was drawn to the cheap and <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I addressed most of the security concerns by having them out on the guest wireless network. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're not talking to anything in my house anyway. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know how much security I'll gain by, by doing this, but really what I want is reliability. I just want the stupid things to work. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I mean, so these TP links, they are, I mean, I bought them because they would work with my smart or with the, the home link, like you said, mm-hmm. yep. and, and I've had zero problems out of them. I can't even yep. remember. I can't even remember programming them. So yeah. <laughs> it was so easy. I didn't even have to think about it. Yep. And I primarily use them. And I guess this will be the third year that I've had them. Mm-hmm. Or this, I bought them for my Christmas lights and things like that. Yep. So that I could, I, you know, for my Christmas tree forever, we had the, the crank mechanical. <laughs> and, you know, they weren't, those have never been great. They, uh, they creep on the time. 
You oh, know, yeah. it's like, I want it to go off at, at 11. Then it's 1130 midnight. Why is the tree still on? <laughs> <laughs> I had, I bought one of those for my father because I got tired of telling him uh, like, I've, you know, it's like every other day he would call me, Hey, the computer's not working. <laughs> and I was like, did you reset the router? What's that? And, you know, I'd have to tell him every time. So I finally, I bought a timer and I put it on there. And it's just like, so every day at 2 a.m., it will just reboot his router for him. Problem was solved until, of course, they live in rural Vermont. Uh, they ran out of power for, you know, hours at a time, mm-hmm. a few times. And the next thing is like, you know, every morning around, I don't know, like it's a, the, the, the computer, the internet just stops working. Well, what happened was, you know, everything stopped and the timer got set to start turning <laughs> off at around 11 AM, 1130. So middle of the morning, you know, he's on the internet and boom, everything's not working. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> Eventually so. it'll get back around there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just wait for it. This is routine. That's the maintenance window, dad. That's the maintenance window. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I hear you're playing world of Warcraft again. I am. Um, what, what prompted that time suck? Well, you want to know what it was? It was actually that, uh, that book that I sent you, uh, he who fights monsters, uh, he, you know, it is a, a person gets sucked into an alternate dimension of our world, uh, but he's in a he's in an RPG. He's mm-hmm. you know he's he's fighting monsters and he's got a he's got a dashboard that nobody can see. He's got a GUI interface. You know he's got bags and everything. And so it was a fun read. And I was like, yeah, I really want to play. <laughs> I want to play a role playing game now. So I pulled out the uh, World of Warcraft. And of course, good thing about World of Warcraft. And, you know, it's funny. I was like, I'm going to do a search and see if there's anything bigger or better than World of Warcraft, because I've been out of it for mm-hmm. three years, mm-hmm. you know, at four years, maybe longer. Uh, and it's been, it's been eight for me. World of no. Warcraft. 13 for me. <laughs> World of Warcraft is still the biggest just in, in number of subscribers. Cause that's what I want. I want to be where the most people are. I don't, it doesn't have the best graphics. I mean, it doesn't no. have, I mean, it's cartoonish CG ish. I mean, it is, it's the same graphics we had in the nineties as far, as far as some of the, you know, uh, just the 3d stuff, but that's not it. It's the gameplay is still, works really well it's fast you've got you know millions of users on there at the same time you know spread across servers and everything lots of servers yeah lots of servers and you know but so i got back in there the only bummer was well and of course uh they know their audience i mean blizzard knows who who is playing our game Uh, i mean they know that our generation is is also playing their game and you know we were the big when it came out, we were the ones playing their game and they know mm-hmm. that if they want to get us to come back and play, they can't make us start over at level one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, they, they, did. they, they did. What I remember was when they rapidly advanced um, your leveling, like after 
Like when I first started playing, it was, I think level 60 was the cap. Mm-hmm. And then they upped it to 70 and then this expansion came out and then they made it like, well, you could get from like levels one to 10 in like an hour. Yeah. And then, you know, you could get mounts earlier on so you could move more easily and stuff. So they're always, you know, nerfing things to make mm-hmm. it easier. So, so what, what's changed now? How do they let you rapidly? So they've got, up? well, so a couple episodes ago, I think it was the Lich King. Whenever we got the, um, the, the demon hunter, um, they allowed you or no, the shadow Knight. you could, you could create a character starting at the shadow Knight. I mean, so mm-hmm. you could, which was awesome because if you were a veteran of the game, you knew you didn't want to spend all the time to build somebody up to level 50. Who's a character really that's in mid game, you know, they're coming in a mid game character. So it doesn't make sense to make them go through all the noob zones. And so they, you, you could create one, you know, you Mm -hmm. could create one shadow Knight, and you are fully ready to go. You're not fully at the top of the levels, but you're in the beginning level at level 50. So that was slick right now. What they've got is you can um, you can select one of your characters and bump them automatically to level 48. So I didn't do that. Um, so they nerfed me from, I was in the 80s. I didn't go all the way to 110, but my character was in the 80s and they nerfed me down to level 27. And mm-hmm. I figured it's been so long, I really need to remember how to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to do that in my 20s. And so... Uh, so I took, I, I'm playing with a hunter right now with, with pets and I had this, uh, I, and I forgot some of the things and I switched my character yesterday from, uh, damage to beast. And that was where you have more than one pet fighting at once is, which is yep. pretty slick, except now my damage input is way down and all the damage comes from the pets. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's why you have your pets. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, it, but it slows it down. Mm-hmm. It's all, I mean, anytime the NPC is fighting for you, yeah. it's, it's not as efficient. It, it doesn't do all the things that you can do. <laughs> if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. You got to do it yourself. Can't let the computer do it. <laughs> well, I had um, lunch with um, my main web designer and a friend from back to elementary school a couple of weeks ago. And um, we used to play games together. It was like, it was, we would, he would come over to the office. We would sit down, work for like an hour game for six hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it started off. I don't remember what we played together first it was probably, it might've been Diablo. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's what I've played with another mutual friend. Um, but then we, you know, we played, I never actually had Warcraft, the original Warcraft, okay. uh, not world of Warcraft, but the original mm-hmm. strategy game. Um, I think I played Warcraft 2, definitely played a lot of Starcraft, mm-hmm. um, but then we switched over to Age of Empires, and that was fun. We played Age of Empires, AoE 2, Rise of Nations briefly, and then Empire Earth from Sierra. Yeah. And Empire Earth, I liked just because you could go all the way from prehistoric caveman, you know, where like mm-hmm. one of your classes was clubman and another was rock thrower. Yeah. All the way up to hovercrafts and cybernetics, aircraft carriers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was fun. I liked the advancing up and, you know, like uh, 
the, the feeling where you're like, all right, you know, you start sending the cavalry over and you get met by tanks. You're like, yeah. oh, son of a, let's go back. <laughs> we got to, we got to build up a little bit here. We're not yeah. quite ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, funny. I played every one of those games too. Yep. So I've been wanting to play one of those again. Um, but what I really liked would be like when he and I would team up against the computer. Mm hmm. And the problem is invariably, you know, the games would either be uh, the AI would be just brain dead. Yeah. So it's just doing completely stupid and you just walk right over them mm -hmm. or it's just like impossible. Yeah. And, you know, I would watch them sometime, you know, we would just start building and I would pan over, like reveal the entire map so I can look at what they're doing. And the things were building like five times faster than, than we could ever do. Mm -hmm. Even if I would take like, you know, like, okay, your population cap is five over there and I have a pop cap of 50. Uh -huh. And I would take all 50 of my villagers and start building up something. He's got like 14 buildings built up in 10 minutes where I'm still working on the third one. <laughs> and I'm like, how is this? This yeah. is not fair, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I really would like to play is, you know, something like those games and um, that, you know, has to be multiplayer because I want to play with my buddy over the internet. Mm-hmm. Either through a networking, you know, like a battle net type thing, or just we can set up a VPN, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for something like that. And I got a couple of um, suggestions from a colleague at work also. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to like to play something like that. Just uh, they're, they're kind of fun. So, you, well, you probably haven't checked Steam yet. So Steam has I've purchased not. a lot of those old games and made them available. Um so like I, I recently played Master of Orion. Do you remember that one? It was a turn-based. No, never played so that. It was a turn-based exploration and then take over the other aliens. And um, but they had Master of Orion one, two, and three. One was okay. Two um, grew it a little bit better and I think was the is the best version. And three became so complex to play. It's like, I don't enjoy this at all. I can't figure out all these texts that I can do. You know, it's like you, you gotta, you gotta find it the right medium. Too many right. options. Is too Rise many. of Nations. I found too complicated. I mm. never got into Rise of Nations because I thought it was just too hard to figure out. Whereas Empire mm -hmm. Earth was really easy. And, you know, I want to like build, select, formation, attack. You know, and yeah, and and I really like you know a game that will um, like one of the things I like about Empire Earth is you could designate um, you know the behaviors like you just patrol this area, mm -hmm. um, and then you could say some like okay if you spot the enemy go hostile go all in just go get them whereas if you guys spot the enemy follow it for a little while. But, you know, like just enough to drive it off, but then come back to your post. Yeah. So those kind of commands I really liked, you know, where you could make them have just like a little bit of intelligence. But one of the things that's, you know, like annoying to no end is when you find like, you know, a valuable like a, a howitzer decides to go solo wandering off into enemy territory yeah and he gets killed doing? by like a rifleman you know this <laughs> is like i spent all the gold and silk you know gold and steel to build this thing up and he just goes up no no i got it i got this <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so those were annoying yeah well and i i liked 
it kind of became like chess, uh, you know, because in, in a chess game, I have the exact same powers that you do. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's really us playing the game better. Strategy. The, the winner is the strategy. Uh, that's, you know, so World of, or Warcraft 1 and 2, mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. 1 was pretty good. 2 was the better, you know, fixed all the new things. And then Warcraft 3 added these heroes. And the heroes had all these yes. special abilities. And you had to take time to learn all these special abilities. Yep. And it's like, well... I just don't enjoy this as much, uh, you know, especially if you, well, and if you played with anybody and I, at that time, I wasn't wasting all my time playing games. I mean, I, yeah. I you know, and if you played with anybody who had worked with the heroes, I mean, they're going to annihilate you. <laughs> and, and empire earth did that too. Um, I don't remember. I think they had them in the, in the base game. Maybe it was an expansion, but they did, you know, things like general Patton or Napoleon and, and they had like, you know, war type heroes and strategy type heroes or, you know, combat mm-hmm. and strategy. And I thought that was like, those were hard to use. Yeah. You know? And you know, so I, I hardly ever used those mm-hmm. in my games. I just didn't like them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got the idea though, the like heroes, and I think that sort of came out of, uh, you know, the idea of like when you're playing world of Warcraft or Diablo, you know, you, you've got like, you know, here's your hero and you've got all this invested time. Well, now here's sort of like a lightweight version of that for <laughs> your strategy game. But like, I don't want to, I've got a freaking war I'm trying to command here. I don't have time to specify, you know, <laughs> spend all this time on one person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was playing Diablo with, well, I was playing Diablo with a, a, an acquaintance at the time. And, you know, once you got all the way through it to a certain level, it changed you to sir. You remember that? It changed your yes. title to search. Yes. And you then, then you started the whole thing over in a harder mode. And what was funny was uh, the guy that I was, you know, we were also playing and he says, well, you can call, I've finished it. You can call me, sir. Now. And I said, I mean, I didn't say it in my head. I'm like, I'm not calling you, sir. And then when I finally crossed over level the the end is like oh now i get it <laughs> call me sir now too. call me sir too <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the thing i remember about diablo 2 was the barbarian mm-hmm. and he had the ability to leap you know and in the jungle campaigns if there was a bug where if you got onto like one of the uh pyramids mm-hmm. you could leap screens and screens and screens away oh wow so i would do that like that was my escape tactic if i was getting swarmed and all the Mm -hmm. monsters were get them to lead me up to the up to the pyramid and then i would just leap like a football field away (laughs) and then get away so that was the one that was a fun bug it's like oh you didn't know barbarians could fly in this game (laughs) yeah Again, yeah. I always played a necromancer, so I always had a slew of skeletons running around with me. Reed, uh, my uh, the guy I want to play these you know RTS games again with. He he was playing with uh, generally a necromancer, so he had his posse with him, and uh, it's like, where are my dudes? Oh, dudes! <laughs> and this little swarm comes around him. I was like, that that is kind of cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so what well, cool. Yeah. All right. So beers. 
I still have a refrigerator half full of summer beers and summers. Boy, I don't know. Right now it's chilly outside. Oh, <laughs> like, really? We're, yeah. We're in prime running season right now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So beers are, um, you know, it's like Oktoberfest season and mm-hmm. I've still got case uh, cases of summer beers because um, for the other podcast that I'm semi-regularly uh, releasing with Scott Wilsey, friendswithbeer.com, I decided I should get a new beer every episode. Mm-hmm. So I went and I built my own six pack of a bunch of these, but I also bought a couple of cases of these other ones that I really like. And yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is great. Boy, I could really go for more like a stout today. <laughs> it's kind of chilly. <laughs> but yeah, September means Oktoberfest. Yes. So I have to start stocking up on those. But of course, coincidentally to those, um, I'm cutting down on my alcohol intake as I prepare for the marathon. Yeah. (laughs) So these are going to be spring beers. (laughs) Spring Oktoberfests. Yes. (laughs) April Fests. Oh, brother. So what's lavender? Lavender. Oh, lavender, lavender, yeah, like lavender, lavender, lavender. 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 I, I thought, you know, like lavender.com. What's lavender? <laughs> no. So the, um, you know, we've, we've got our lavender farm and we planted a hundred plants in the spring and 90, I think we're at 96 plants have survived. Um, a couple died right, right away. Wait, like, 96 out of a hundred, 103. No. No, 96 survived, four died. Out of, out of 100. Out of 100. Got, mm-hmm. got, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, so that's good. I mean, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do the proof of concept. One, one that I could plant a number of these plants. Two, I had them in the right environment and soil. And, um, you know, I didn't want to plant a thousand of them and they all die because I don't know what I'm doing. Um even though I've done the research, but you can do all kinds of research, but until you actually do something, (laughs) it doesn't go. So Mm -hmm. we've got uh, like 90, 96 plants and we've got another 144 coming to plant in the fall. So that's what's happening. um, First weekend in October. So you'll have 144 total. So it'd be like, wait, what's 144, 12 gross, a gross. Uh, dozens, yeah. Score is 20. What's a dozen dozen? A dozen dozen, that's 144. Right, but there's a word for that, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. A is gross, that a gross? A gross brick. In, uh, in right, fireworks, maybe it's a brick. If it was pugs, it would be a grumble. That much I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so. we'll be, you know, we're, we're quickly approaching, you know, being real lavender farmers. Rock on. <laughs> Rock on. Cool. Mm-hmm. So main topic? Uh ancillary well, topic? Well, shared no. responsibility. Oh, shared responsibility. Shared responsibility. Oh, that was your responsibility to remember that, that's, right? Well, I was, was sharing it with you though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. So so here it comes up. Um so as you know, I'm doing more consulting these days rather than managed services, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, um, uh, and listeners, um, we're assuming you know the difference between those right now. I'm not going to get into that today, but I still have a few MSP clients, and one of them is a place where uh, they had, uh, you know, a computer guy. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like really old school computer guy, learned his things in the 90s and never advanced. Yeah. Right? Didn't know automation, no centralized management, ran around with a fistful, literally a fistful of dongles with his utilities and his passwords on a keychain. did everything by hand. Anything he did, he had to walk over and physically touch the computers, right? Just like we used to do it. So for this, you know, we manage their active directory, we manage their servers, and we manage their firewalls and their content filters and their antivirus, and we do patch management. Um, This guy was very quirky. He never wanted to, you know, like manage half the systems at all. Like, you know, he he would do all of those like, okay, we'll let Paradigm have their agent on these handful of machines, but I'm going to take care of all of these because it's cheaper. And mm-hmm. year after year, I would explain to them, this is why this is a bad idea. Just you're accepting the risk. That's fine. But, you know, I've made it clear, blah, blah, blah. Well, he was replaced uh, earlier this year and the new guy, definitely a little sharper, right? You know, mm-hmm. he's a little more, but he's not super seasoned. Like he didn't know, for instance, that you could do, all, you don't need to actually remote desktop or hands-on keyboard to a domain controller to use Active Directory management tools. Right. Right. And today I told him like, you know, he said, well, you can get, you know, get the list of uh, users and stuff because he wanted to find uh, accounts that haven't been used for a long time and maybe should be disabled. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just do that with PowerShell. So, but yeah, well, how do I do that without logging onto the server? It's like, you, you don't need to log on the server, dude. Just as long as you've got the... PowerShell and the remote server admin tools installed on your machine, you just type get dash ad user and there you go. Right. But he's got a lot better attitude, right? And mm-hmm. so the previous guy, you know, he was really angry when we got the contract and, you know, like essentially took away his domain admin rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I kind of understand it new guy doesn't have domain admin rights and you know we're a little hesitant to give it to him because those are our servers we're providing you a service it's your directory you own all the data in it but we're responsible for keeping the servers in now if i give you full access to that and something goes wrong what happens right yeah. um because storing servers Yeah. And if I have to do that because of actions that you took that, you know, would not have happened had we not given you those rights, I'm not going to be happy. Right. So curious, do you have any clients where there's any sort of shared responsibility? Um, Because I generally don't do that. It's usually like we're, we're IT. Uh, we do all your stuff, but now we have somewhere, you know, and we have somewhere we're just supplemental where we do some things, but mm-hmm. in general, we don't own the infrastructure in mm-hmm. those, you know, they bring us there, they're bringing us in as supplemental. In this case, it's almost the opposite where this guy is like the supplement to us mm-hmm. and he wants more rights. He wants, you know, he's like, well, if I need domain admin rights, I'm like, well, you don't really, what are you trying to do? Okay, we'll grant you that right. All right. Yeah. Oh, you want to be able to reset passwords? Absolutely. You know, because the way this company's culture is, they wait for someone to walk by their office and they're like, oh, hey, while you're there, I have a problem. Yeah. You know, they can't like send an email or, you know, ask for support. They have to just mm-hmm. wait for someone to wander around. It's just the way they do things. Right. 
anyway, <laughs> so in that scenario, okay, it's more efficient to let this guy reset passwords. And you know mm-hmm. what? I'll let him make users and groups. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the latest he asked was like, can he create new group policy objects? I was like, you know, I'll, I can probably give that one, you know, I mean, maybe he might make a GPO that's going to affect a server, you know, but like, hopefully not, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, where, where do I draw the line exactly? And I'm just mm-hmm. curious if you've encountered a similar situation where you're doing this sort of shared responsibility with, with a customer bringing their own IT people, for instance. Mm-hmm. So we do, we've got a, a couple of different scenarios. Um, so one of ours is called a co-managed solution. And what we have to determine with, with them is we have to determine who's going to be responsible. And we define that. And a lot of times, so what we, it, we're either level one or we're level two, but it's not a mix. We don't do, you know, if you're out, we cover the level one. Nope. We're either mm-hmm. all level one or no level one because, okay. uh, because of if nobody has the responsibility of that, then users suffer for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, we asked Sublime to do this and, and they didn't do it. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and we don't know when he's out or he just says, I don't have time for that. Send that to Sublime. Yep. So. We, we make a clear definition. We're level one or you're level one and you escalate to us or we escalate to you so yep. that there's a clear handoff. Yep. Now, we have less situations where, we, where we're the level two and there's a level one, kind of like what you're describing, you know. He is, he's the front person there. Uh, but if we were going to do that, if I were going to do exactly what you were describing, then I would define his position, define what he's allowed to do, and then adjust it accordingly, which is exactly what you've, you've done. You're like, well, I mean, I don't know that I would have allowed him to create OUs, uh, but you know, that's, that's your call. I mean, like you said, it could cause some problems, but he would have to be doing something really dumb. And if he's doing those dumb things, he doesn't need his permission anyway. We're going to take that back. <laughs> right. I mean, but, I, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I mean, go but you also can't have him on your server and messing something up to where now you're going to restore. You've got to restore. Why delete exactly. the administrator account? Dude. Dude. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, so that's where we've got, you know, some things and, um, you know, and, and it's like I said, you know, I have a little bit of hesitation. You know, like he's, he's leaps and bounds ahead of the previous guy, mm-hmm. but also like, you know, not knowing how remote server admin tools work, not knowing that PowerShell can, you know, from a client can talk to the server, a little concerning, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to make you a domain admin and give you full access to my servers if you don't know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and again, plus it's like, if you go and screw everything up, I'm on the hook for, you know, cleaning up your mess and I yeah. don't want that responsibility. So, yeah. Well, and, and part of the definition, I also tell them, you have to tell us when you're getting ready to do something. You know, oh, they never do that. that. Yeah. Well, like if, <laughs> if they, you know, if they were creating, you know, like 
because I, I wouldn't like the OUs, but I would tell them, hey, give us a heads up when you're creating OUs so that we know just what you're, you know, anything's anything goes weird or whatever, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Now I have, you know, I, you know, I'm still largely in the MSP space. I mean, well, 100% uh, <laughs> largely. So yeah, all of all, I'm in the MSP space. Well, I've had a number of clients who have been burned by MSP providers by holding them hostage and their data hostage. Yep. And from time to time, uh, I have a client that has been so badly burned that I will create a domain admin account for a user. They mm-hmm. are never to use it. I mean, they so so that they don't ever feel like they're being held hostage by their IT yep. company. That right, if right. they ever had to get in it, that they could. But I, you know, it's like if you ever log in, if you're going to log in with that domain admin account, you need to let me know because. Yep. You could make some really, really bad decisions. <laughs> yep. But yeah, and 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 that's the thing too is I, if you do that too, I would definitely trip an alert on. Oh, yeah. uh, so when that account goes, you receive a notification. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's got to you know have some sort of auditing there. Yeah. So. Yeah, because well, it also gives you you know it's kind of a uh, what's it called? Um, a, when you you have a line and it. Uh, it rings a bell when you cross it. Uh, yeah, a tripwire. A tripwire. Yeah, sets up Bingo. the tripwire. You know, uh, they're exactly. in another managed service provider, or they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're getting ready Excuse to do me. something dumb. Why did you log into that account again? Oh, because <laughs> you had to get your email. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny though. Is of all the accounts that I have created for them, for for all my clients who I've created that domain admin account for them. None of them have ever logged in. They probably forgot all about it. Yeah, they probably forgot. But it also, you know, like I said, it was a layer of it was a it was a layer of trust move with us yep. that so yep. that they could feel comfortable. And you know, and that makes sense. Like personally, I've <laughs> I've never been that MSP who has held uh, folks hostage, um, with one exception, when I was owed lots and lots of money contractually and someone was not paying. Mm-hmm. And then they decided like, oh, well, we're we're done. You know, we're not going to pay you and we're going to, you know, either do this in-house or we're going to hire this other person to come along. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great. You're 60 days past due on all your invoices. Yeah. So you need to pay us for that. Yeah. And in one circumstance, when that happened, we said, okay, well, if you're not going to pay us, we're done. And we turned off all the services we were providing, mm-hmm. which included their website. Yeah. And their attorney called. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we turned it off. Like, you're not authorized to do that. I'm like, actually, your client hasn't paid for the service. So we are authorized to <laughs> not deliver what has not been paid for. Yeah. <laughs> eventually we got something out of it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just like, I just, I just don't understand that, you know, like, eh, we don't feel like paying you anymore. So we're not going to bother. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> like, Oh, that's, that's nice of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a, uh, this is, this is kind of funny. So I had this client who they were just a one-off. Uh, all they wanted us to do was set up their network. I don't typically do that. But I was like, well, okay, I, I don't know why he caught me at a soft spot. So we, 
we, we desperate we, times call for desperate action. Yeah. <laughs> so we installed a firewall, a switch and built out the network, you know, so it wasn't all that difficult of a thing. And so we installed it, put it in place. Um, I build him for all the hardware ahead of time because it was, it was expensive enough hardware that I wasn't going to take a chance with a new client that I don't know and get stuck with that. So he paid me for the hardware. And so we came out and we put it all in and we sent him the invoice for setting it all up, which was mm-hmm. only $900. I mean, mm-hmm. when I know $900 to some people is a lot of money, but having a business network set up for $900 is nothing. I mean, it didn't, it didn't cost him anything. Mm-hmm. He stiffed me. He never paid mm-hmm. the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and my system admin had sent him all the credentials. I mean, we, when we got done with everything, cause we were only there to one hit, you know, do this one project, send yep. it over. He was a local business owner, new to town. So I was like, kind of wanted to help him out. Yep. Never paid the bill, called him, emailed him, left voicemails, everything. And I mean, I, I have no repercussion. I can't shut. I mean, I wasn't going to shut down his gear because he right. owned it. He stiffed me for the bill. I was like, you know what? Shame on me. I'm out of here. I mean, I'm just, yep. I'm just not going to fight over $900. Yep. So I wrote it off and he called the three weeks ago <laughs> and said, I need help. I need, I need somebody to come out here and program this stuff. I've got a vendor in here that needs to have act. The security vendor needs access to be able to set up their gear. And when, wait, when, when did this happen? Three weeks ago. Well, the the original, the original was September of 2020. So it's been almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year. And so he figures, yeah, you, you must've forgotten by now. Yeah, must have forgotten. So yeah. he he calls my office and tells, you know, tells Robin, my dispatch, and she's, you know, she says, I'm sorry, but you guys are no longer a client. Um, in fact, you know, you never really were a client. And mm-hmm. he says, Well, I need to get somebody out here right now. And he said, and she said, Well, let me uh let me see who I can let me contact somebody and see what we're gonna do here, and I'll get back. And he's like, Well, how long is this gonna take? Like five hours? And she said, I don't know, sir. I'm going to have to, you know, do some research and I'll get back to you. And, and she sent it to me. I said, no, no, no. That, I said, he stiffed us. He has all the information. He has all the administrator passwords, everything. So, I mean, we don't even need to talk to him because mm-hmm. he has it. I mean, the other, you know, whoever his next IT company is, they can handle it. <laughs> and so... So I, she calls it. This is yeah, sorry. Go go ahead. Keep, keep, so she calls him back and says, "No, we're not going to help you. You're not. A, you know, you're not a client." Uh, is it, and then he says he volunteers. He says, "Is it because we didn't pay you?" Huh. <laughs> Let me check. That might be. Yeah. That that might be it. Yeah, that might be it. And he, yeah. And she she said, "Well, you know." As a matter of fact, it is. And he said, well, I always pay my bills. You volunteered and said, uh, is it because I didn't pay you? Really? And then we say, yes. Then you say, well, I always pay my bills. Uh-huh. But you didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> we left like, voicemails on your yeah. personal phone, in your business, sent letters. 
invoices yeah. via email. No, you don't pay your bills. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- this, this is where too, you could, you know, you could say maybe, uh, well, if you pay up what you owed us along with back interest, then we can <laughs> schedule something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And fully not intend to actually schedule something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a little underhanded. So. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So there's the lesson for today is, um, you know, people suck. And uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no. I think, no. I think we're, I think we're pretty good. Um, so uh, if people want to get in touch with us, what can they do? What can they do? They can, can go they do? to our website and provide us feedback. If they want to discuss a particular topic, they can do so at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. Uh, there will be this episode and notes. And if they want to contact us individually, they could learn more about you at paradigmcc.com yoga with peter.com and friends with beer.com i was you know the, uh I, I was gonna say friends with friends with peter.com but i don't know why i was gonna say that <laughs> that's that's not a that's not a valid url for peter <laughs> that one doesn't work for me nicolaitis.com works for me too though that's on there too and frankly you could just start at nicolaitis.com because that li- links out to all the other ones <laughs> yep and then you can reach me at sublime comp com. You really need some more vanity domains, Adam. Um, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time that we hit the big red button. Big red button. <laughs> big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.